All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing slash Smart Garage Door Marketing Podcast. <laughs> this week, we got no other than Mr. Tommy Mello from A1 Garage Door. Super excited to dive in and chat with Tommy on this episode about how you can build uh, not just a culture that people want to work at, but also a culture that people want to stay at, which is probably more important in my opinion. So, Tommy, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go ahead and dig in. Let's go. Uh, yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everyone out there? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe that the best idea wins. And in order to do that, we got to bring on smart people to help us generate some good ideas. So this so week, we've got Tommy with us. Tommy, how are you doing? I'm great. Things are never been better. We're setting record days, record weeks, record months. Um, some people are scared. They feel like, you know, we're in a technical recession, but... Uh, for me, it's all an opportunity. I mean, literally watching people get scared. I see so many victims out there. So many people that just say, yeah, but you don't understand. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. And I just, <laughs> it's it's crazy. There's so many opportunities when it, in a bad economy is when people get either filthy rich or go out of business. Yeah. What are some of those opportunities that you're seeing right off the bat? Well, companies want to sell to us. They understand that we're going to keep their guys busy. You know, this is a, a lot of about marketing. And one of the things that I see people fail at is they, the first thing they cut is marketing instead of cutting their bad performers. And mm. I love my employees and I call them my coworkers. But at the end of the day, if they don't have the right attitude, they're rolling their eyes in meetings. Um, that's a problem with me if I keep them. And a lot of people, they, they have a hard time having tough conversations. And I find that to be one of the most important reasons company fails uh, is because you're not willing to have those tough conversations and you let some of your high performers dictate the outcome rather than leadership and coaching and mm -hmm. the fundamentals of business that a lot of people fail at. Yeah. Well, they say that like the, uh, the culture is defined by the, the worst behavior that the leader will tolerate. Right. That's a great, that's a great, uh, I never heard that before, but that's fantastic. Yeah. So when you're, when we're talking about recession, people laying people off, cutting marketing, making huge mistakes for you as someone that sees opportunity in recession, what are you looking for in those people who are either leaving or getting laid off? All I care about is they believe in themselves. I talked, I talked to one of my top technicians. He had a, he's at a $10,000 job. I said, how'd you do it? He said, I'm MFing Brandon Colby. He said, what would you expect? Nothing but the best. And then I got on my morning mojo call and I said, if everybody believes in themselves the way that this guy does, the way that I believe in myself, then we're going to win. So the first thing I look for, can they tell a great story? Do they make eye contact? Do they have a good handshake? Do they believe in themselves. So they believe in themselves. I know they're going to believe in me, the company, the tools, the parts. So that's the biggest factor is, do they, are they not afraid? 
you know, I, I say this a lot. Charles Darwin figured out the number one thing of a species to survive is not the intelligence, it's the ability to change and adapt. And if the person is willing to listen and they're coachable and they believe in themselves, they're going to win. Yeah. So what happens when you get someone who maybe has skills, uh, you know, soft skills or hard skills that you you particularly admire in your organization, but maybe they're a little on the timid side. Maybe they don't have that confidence yet. What, what would you recommend for people trying to build up that confidence within their team? <laughs> well, typically it's, it, I don't bring in people. There's certain people that don't need to have that confidence and there's a spot for them um, in the company, but I, I, I don't believe in building broken people. I'm not mm -hmm. Starbucks. I find winners and I make them do garage doors. Um, but typically what I say is, you, you, you know, practice. Uh, look, I used to hate public speaking. It was difficult for me. I'll get in front of 5,000 people. I don't give two shits now because I practiced every day. I got in front of the mirror. I did it over and over. And one of the things I figured out is I don't like speaking about things that I don't know very well. But if all I get up on stage is tell stories and smile and enjoy myself, it's, it's easy. So, you know, what do we do is we practice over and over and over and over. We, we call well, we call it practicing. Some people call it role play. But if I walked into our building next door, the training center, there's 50 guys in there practicing all day scenarios. We've got a real kitchen. We've got a real living room. We've got real life scenarios. So the best thing I could tell you is you need to practice and you need to be able to do it in front of people over and over again. And once you do that, uh, you're, you're ready for a customer. Do not pay people to practice in front of a client. That is yeah. stupid and it doesn't work and you'll lose a lot of money. Yeah. Do you like any sports at all? Are you, are you a big sports fan? You name it. Uh, you know, I, I did a lot of sports. I wrestled. I was, uh, I played football, baseball, soccer. Um, I was on the golf team. You, you name it. I've done it. And I'm a big, big fan of sports and I'm very competitive. I like to win. I shoot pool. I go bowling. Um, the last graduation class, I said, there's six guys on each. I was on the second lane and there was all these other lanes full. Everybody crowded around. I said, whoever beats me on each lane and I'm only playing this one, but the score matters. I said, I'll give a thousand dollars to. And I, I got five strikes. I went five strikes out to win. Dang. Cause I don't like to lose. <laughs> so with, with, with most sports, I'd say other than bowling, when we're talking about practice, we're talking about practice. Yeah, I did two-a-days for six days to play one game in football. Yeah. And guess what? You practice every day. And I yeah. talk about this all the time for sports. You practice, but it, for some reason, you just do two ride-alongs, and now you're on your own in most companies. <laughs> yeah. Here's a flashlight. Um, so, when, and when we're talking about practice, even sports, this is like a great analogy for this. Uh, when we're practicing a sport, y'all don't just get together on the field and say, all right, go scrimmage each other. We're going to do a 60-minute full, full-fledged football game. Now, you're going to practice different drills over and over again. You're not going to practice the full game. You're going to practice the playbook. You're going to practice the drills individually for that routine. Same thing here, right? Yeah. Well, not only that, but look, my best coaches, here's the difference. When, when we're bringing up sports, my best coaches, they cared more about me out of the game. They cared that I got fed that night. My mom was working three jobs. And a good coach cares about everything, not only the plays you run, but they care about you genuinely. They care mm -hmm. that you're you're taking care of yourself. 
They care that about you getting good grades. You're getting fed that night. And if, if our coaches and managers just cared a little bit more about us and who cares about the company's goals? I don't give two shits about A1 Garage Rose goals. I, cause I know for a fact that if every technician and CSR and dispatcher and installer hits their goals, my goals are going to come alive. We're going to hit every metric we wanted, but they don't care about our goals. They want to know, do I got a food, uh, food for my kids? Do I got a, a roof over my, uh, my, you know, for my kids, uh, everything. Here's what I want. I want home ownership, great credit scores. I want them to be their soccer coach. I want them to be home for supper. If we can make that happen, we're going to have a good company. And they make a lot of money. And uh, we teach them how to save money. we got a dream manager. We've got a Dave Ramsey program. We pay a portion of AFLAC. We pay weekly. We give them a new truck. We've got a 401k. We pay for their insurance. A lot of PTO. We give them their tools. Not a lot of companies do this, and we charge appropriately. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, so kind of backing up, you, you'd mentioned that you've got the training center with the kitchen and, and there's people, you know, there's 50 people over there at any given point in time training. What did a one garage look like before that all got put into place? Before we had really great training, we've had three different training centers, but before great training, it was a mess. Everybody, there was no expected result. There was no checklist, no standard operating procedure, no manuals. And it was all, it just was the talent of the people. I try to get guys from other companies that had great experience and, and try to get them a little bit to figure out what my vision was. But there was no, there was no expected result. There was no consistency. And it was basically luck. If I made a lot of money one week, it was luck. And it wasn't based on a system. And what I've learned about most businesses is there's three reasons why a system fails. Number one, there is no system. Number two, it's the wrong system. And number three, which is the most common, the system is not being followed because there's no checks and balances. And I look at these companies, man, and I'm telling you, they don't know what's broken. They don't have any good reporting. Hence the word CRM, Customer Relation Management System. It tells me my booking rate, my average ticket, my conversion rate, um, things that matter, my cost per acquisition, attribution models. Mm-hmm. I'm, a data, I'm a data geek, and I make decisions based on data. I love it. I've got 5,000 call tracking numbers. Of those 5,000, how many of those uh, are on like print materials? I mean, you have a lot of every type of Valpac I do just, just in Phoenix. I think we have like a hundred call tracking numbers on Valpac alone. I want to know what zone per 10,000 are doing what. So every mailer, Every single zone is a separate phone number and it's a local one. How many times do you open up a mailer and you see eight phone numbers on it? Number one, I think it's a national company and I don't want to call some big yeah. ass company. I want to call the local company. And so I got rid of 800 numbers too, because no one wants to call an 800 number. Like, look, I hate calling 800 numbers for my cable. Now, and another quick thing to tell people is get rid of your IVR. I've got an IVR that only says press any button if you're a human. Because IVRs, press one if you'd like to get a hold of this. Press two if you'd like to get a hold of this. No customer wants to deal with that for home service when their shit breaks. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I agree. <clears throat> so when we're thinking about like processes, like you said, there, there's, there's three things going on here. They don't have a process. It's the wrong process or it's not being followed. Um, obviously, having no process is pretty easy to identify because it's just a total free-for-all. You got people running around doing whatever they want. 
Um, but when, we, when it comes to identifying it as the wrong process, what are kind of the steps that someone should take to identify that, to be able to correct it? So we've got a data integrity team. The guy's name that runs it is Yuli. He's got four monitors like I have. And we've got systems for checks and balances. For example, we use Service Titan as a CRM. Um, one day I looked into Service Titan and I looked at the jobs and I found almost every guy had the same sticker. <laughs> they were just uploading a sticker rather than taking a picture. So I called Service Titan. I called one of the head developers and they changed that you can't upload pictures. You got to take a picture from scratch and it needs to, that's the only way it works. So it's paying attention to the data because I could break things pretty easily. I try to break them. I try to find out a, a flaw. I have my top five guys figure out a way to beat the system and then I fix it and I pay them to find mistakes. Mm -hmm. I, I literally, I, I celebrate when somebody could bust something up because they will. Anybody that look, look, I call it creative justification. People find a way and then they justify it. Mm -hmm. So with systems that are not being followed, that almost goes back now. I mean, that's not the wrong system or no system. That is, there is a system and it's not being followed because you got some knuckleheads. Well, you know, secret shoppers, uh, service Titan has, we've got, we've taken over a hundred jobs, a hundred pictures per job. We use a scale on every door to make sure it's weighed right, that we can prove to the client what the issue was. Um, we, we do a lot of calling to make sure everything's right. We send text messages to the client to make sure they're getting everything offered correctly. And everything that I do, I guarantee there's still things I need to work on. That's what's so good is I don't feel like I've made it. I never will. I'm a student for life. I'm asking a lot of questions. My job is to ask questions. I tell people I live on Mars. I look down at Earth. And I look for volcanoes, I look for earthquakes, I look for hurricanes, and I go in and I ask a lot of questions. And by asking questions, people start self-policing themselves. They start noticing that I'm watching. That's all they need to know is there's not a time I'm going to come in here on a Sunday night. Listen, I'm here randomly. I'm here all the time, and I'm looking at everything. I'm asking a lot of questions. And um, I'm not a dictator, you know. This is a... Uh, this is a great company. There's a lot of decision makers here. Um, there's not too many uh, you know, chiefs, but but overall, there's a good hierarchy. We understand what our org chart looks like, and I never, ever go against the org chart. And that's one thing that most owners do is they get in their own way, and they don't give people the ability to make their own decisions. But they don't hire right either. They hire losers that are worse than them. I hire people that are smarter than me. Yeah. So we're, I know we mentioned earlier, like when you, we're talking about people that you want to hire you want people that are confident uh that you know they're the you know they, they know that they're the man or whoever it is and they're you know they got their shit together um what, what are some other qualities that you look for that you know like all right this person's going to be an awesome employee or coworker, as you'd say well the deal is there's two types of employees one of them is c, c csr dispatcher technician or installer that's one class there's another class of like cfo market manager I look for somebody that's got a track record of leadership that could do their job well, that has, I do not want them learning on my dime. I will pay them several hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and give them equity in my company and give them a stake in the outcome. There's not a person here that doesn't get paid for performance for the most part. I mean, I, I'm working on getting the cleaning lady under performance pay. I'm still working on that one, but overall, 
I don't care how much money you make. You're allowed to make an uncapped amount of money. And some people make three, 400 grand. I mean, I got people that make half a million dollars, actually, a couple. And I don't care. I've got tech, I've got over 50 technicians that make over 200 grand. I don't give two shits. They're doing amazing. And people say, how is it possible to pay somebody two grand, 200 grand? As a technician, I say, well, they do well over a million dollars a piece. Most companies don't do over a million dollars with 10 technicians. Yeah. So, you know, and the fact is we get five-star reviews every day because of it. We sh- we take care of customers like we take care of our mom. Yeah. That's the way to go. I mean, this seems to be the the, the challenge. And this was something that uh, I kind of hit on with my I call it the rival road show Thursday mornings. I'm driving to work. I go live on Facebook and just kind of rant. Uh, I was ranting about recruitment because you see so many people online. Now they're just like, I can't find anyone. I can't find anyone. Yeah. I'm I'm very familiar with this. (laughs) And, or, or they go on there and say, uh, $5,000 sign on bonus. I was like, okay, cool. Everyone else is doing that. You're in a sea of sameness here. Um, well they, they don't recruit. They hire, they go to the unemployment line on Craigslist and indeed. And monster and you know and uh, and uh, you know there, there's about ten other sites that I could probably name off. Uh, career builder, you know, there's a lot of them. <clears throat> You're not going to find good people on the unemployment line. Number one, number two is if I do a search for you and your company and I go on Indeed or Glassdoor, you look like shit because every ex-employee that you fired left a review and you never got good employees leaving reviews. Number three, you don't have your pages built out and videos. Go look at mine, um, but. At the end of the day, the fact is, you said high school sports or military. Here's the deal. I had guys with binoculars watching me at baseball games. They came out and they offered me opportunities. I've got a, I got a scholarship. You know, you know, here's the end of the day. You go out and you find them. Do you think I got the servers? You think I gave two girls? I was with my girlfriend. But do you think I gave one of the gals... Her boyfriend works in another garage company. The other girl walks up to me and says, are you Tommy Mello? She goes, my boyfriend wants to apply at your company. I gave them both my cell phones. I actively recruit every day. I go out and make my own luck. Everybody's, oh, nobody wants to work for me. Who would want to work for you? You suck. You don't give anybody. Look, people are allowed to make a lot of money here. They're allowed to get a great credit score. They're allowed to take their wife on a great vacation that's enforced PTO. Mm -hmm. I want to be a person that people love to work for. I care about them. I made a list. There's a great book called The Compound Effect on my shelf. And Darren Hardy explains the, the 100 things that he wrote down in a wife that he wanted. And then he looks at his list of 100 things and goes, I'm unworthy of this woman. That She would never go for a guy like me. So he had to write down 100 things he would need to become to even get a chick like that. Well, guess what? I wrote down, I didn't get to 100. But I had to write down the qualities that somebody would want to work for. What's in it for them? You need to communicate. You need to give them a letter to success. You need to feed them. Literally, we had lunch and dinner for everybody yesterday. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. And and the thing is, you know what I gave away yesterday? I'm going skydiving with a guy. Uh, We gave a grill out yesterday. We gave a cooler out yesterday. We gave a mini fridge out yesterday. We gave a Garmin watch for golf out yesterday. I gave three people $100 cash. Because they did the contest. I only want to do more of this. Literally, when I buy a nice big house right now, I have a nice house. I'm going to be buying a a really, really big house. I'm going to have employees over every single day. People say, you can't tell employees how much you make. 
bullshit. They help me buy the house. I'm going to have them over every day. If they want to use my house for their family reunion, they could use it. Because I care more about them than I care about myself. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I you're you're just built different, it sounds like. I don't know. You know, here's the deal. I came from nothing. Take the guy out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out of the guy. I came from Sterling Heights, Michigan. Nice house, 1,700 square feet. But ultimately, um, you know, money brings problems to a lot of people. All it does yeah. for me is that it, 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 it increases what I could do in the world. At the end of the day, I lived in an apartment for four years, even though I had two big houses. I chose to live in 1,100 square feet because, quite frankly, when things break, there's a lot to worry about. There's a reason Mark Zuckerberg wears a T-shirt every day. He doesn't want to have to think about it. He's got 18 of the same T-shirts. Mm -hmm. And the less I have to deal with, with the shit I go through on a day-to-day, -day, I just don't – look, money brings a lot of problems. It'll never change me. And I'm not flaunting. You're never going to see me riding around in a Ferrari like half these yahoos out here that got lucky. A lot of these guys did get lucky. A lot of them worked hard. But you want a Ferrari, it makes you feel better, great. But if you want to be known for that guy that drives a Ferrari – you know, I don't know. You probably got other issues. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah. I mean, so when people are like, they said they can't find anyone. Uh, what I was ranting about the other day, and I'd love to hear your take on this, and you've kind of already touched on this, is the opportunity that people fail to present. Like, I've already heard it in our conversation here. You know, you're saying there's opportunity at your company to make X amount of dollars or to go on that vacation or go skydiving and do those things you've always wanted to do. So many companies fail to do that. All they care about is I'm going to give you a $5,000 sign on bonus and you're going to get a quick little cash grab. And then it's going to be miserable until you quit. My buddy owns a company called rapid hire. A rapid hire pro.com. His name's Jody Underhill. And he tells me, about a dozen clients out of a hundred that just, they're not putting the right bait out there. When you go fishing, you can't just put a hook out there. No one's going to bite. You've mm -hmm. got to have the right lures. And unfortunately people just, they're so short sighted. They say me, 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 me. They don't understand. I took all the risk. Me, 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 me. Yet they have a Harley Davidson and they go on vacation every other weekend and they use the company to live a lifestyle. That's ridiculous. First thing you need to do is put in your sweat equity and pay back the company in dividends if you want it to work for you. And you need to let the people make a lot of money. Look, we're at 23.8% bottom line. 23.8. We have brand new iPads. Brand new. I've got the nicest system I, I know of. And I'm not bragging by any means. Listen, I, I, I'm not here to tell anybody that they're, that they're bad. We're priced right. We have a high conversion rate, high average ticket. We have a really, really high booking rate. I take care of each and every person here. I allow them to live their dreams. You see, if enough people hit their dreams, my dream will come true. So my dream's got to be big enough to fit all the other dreams inside of it. And what I can tell you is these companies, they just don't give a shit. They think they're the one that did everything. They think they're the only ones that, if I don't do it, it won't get done right. And that attitude is just, you're an employee in your own company. You should come work with me. You could be an entrepreneur. Because quite honestly, most of the companies that I know, they just, they don't care enough. They don't love mm -hmm. enough. They don't put their heart out there. My mom used to cry and say, Tommy, I'm so, so, I'm so sad. People are stealing from me every day. I said, mom, for every person that steals, there's a hundred people doing good things. We're over yep. 600 people. Next month, we got 70 new people coming on. This month, we've got 60. And I say, mom, 
Don't feel sorry for me. I'm very fortunate. And I don't dwell on the negative. So many people, they dwell on the negative. And it's yeah. so sad. And I'm not here to lecture anybody. Listen, at the end of the day, a lot of people, I, I the, the reason I'm able to do this is because I've been there. And I feel like I could talk about it. Because if, if it could happen, Murphy's Law, it did happen to me. I owe the IRS money. I was working in a truck. I was I had a broken down truck every week. I, I bought the shittiest Dodge uh, vehicles you could ever see. The trucks I was driving, $2,300, the crappiest wrap. I mean, look, I, I made every mistake, so I feel like it's okay for me to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, it's good stuff for sure. And I think hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this right now, hopefully this has been a little bit of a gut punch for you. It's kind of been a gut punch for me, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, because I think, I think more leaders in business should be like that, should be willing to fit other people's dreams into, like you said, into your dream is to have their dreams come true. And so many people just want workers to come make them a quick buck and wait till the day that somebody texts you, they bought a house or they brought a new kid into this world or they're going on their dream vacation or they're taking their wife on an anniversary that they never thought possible. Let me show you this text message from yesterday. And I'll have you read it if you can read my cell phone. This is what gets me up in the morning. And it is contagious. And it's you're going to want more of it. And it is going to change your life when you start getting these text messages and caring. Can you, I don't know, can you read that? Yeah, here we go. If you were to tell me five years ago I'd make six figures at 22, I'd say you're crazy. I'm very thankful to work for this company and have the opportunities we are set up with. I'm very thankful to be working for you and Tommy. That's uh, exclamation point. Detroit, one of the technicians. Tell me that doesn't get me excited. Tell me that doesn't make me want yeah. to try harder. Tell me that that doesn't get me up early in the morning, keep me staying work late. I'm I'm very fortunate. Yeah. And guess what? Everybody that gets to work with me, I want their lives to be blessed. And it's it, it, it it's 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 I'm a servant. Yeah. And I want to increase people's lives, and I want more people to have the life that this guy has. So how can how can business owners just practically put this right into place, like to, in order to attract better people and retain people longer? Well, number one is you can't go into a market. There's a good book called 100 Million Offers, and it's by Alex Ramosi. And he explains that you need to be priced right. So many people are on Facebook going, oh, they charge too much. They're a ripoff. How the hell do you know what to charge? First of all, you go copy everybody else. You need to run... You need to figure out your total expenses and add your margin and then build your price book based on that. And so many people are doing it wrong. So many jealous people, they think they're MacGyver. They, they rig something up. They call it upsells. I call it taking care of people. Because if you're going to go out to that house twice a year, you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they brag on how cheap they are. How many people do you see on these Facebook groups that are just not making money? They brag that they don't need to wrap their truck. They got their wife working for free. Their son's working for $12 an hour. And they brag because they get charged less. Here's the biggest mistake in history, Eric. People say they take care of their customers, but they screw their employees over. If your employees can't make 100 grand, if they can't have insurance, if they can't have a 401k and dental and PTO and brand new trucks and get paid weekly and get, we pay for a life insurance policy. If they can't have all those things, then you're screwing your employees over. I don't care about your customers. It's bullshit. So I don't want to care how... You're so cheap. I want to care that you're able to take care of people. That's number one. 
So I don't want to care about your cheap prices that you give your customers because you're screwing your internal customers over. I'm really passionate about that. Yeah, let's keep it going. Look, I can attest to this right now. Uh, I briefly, uh, I guess emphasis word here is briefly, worked at a place one time and their, it wasn't their mission statement, but it was on the wall and it said that our objective was to um, serve our clients. And then it was like, serve God. And then the third part was serve our employees. And it was like the one thing that was totally burnt out and missing at that entire company was the culture and the people. We were all just completely run down. I don't care. The customers come last for me. If I take care of my people, the customers will get taken care of. You know, I think God's pretty important as well. I'm not going to say, you know, but ultimately, uh, I do believe that, that, that the people come first and yeah. I do believe literally at the end of the day, you know, when I had a line during COVID out of the side of my office of everybody giving me, they were turning in all their PTO, giving it to other employees that needed it. That several people wanted to take demotions. We didn't have to do that. We didn't need to get rid of any sick days, but that's the kind of caliber of people that we attract the people mm-hmm. that care more about their coworkers. Yeah. And you can't make this stuff up. You can't. And I know it, it seems like it seems like a lot of people want this, but they're not really ready to do what it takes. So what when you started putting this into place, like when you when you went all in on people first to build a good culture, to build a good company, what was I guess the just the most immediate step or course of action that you took? Number one is read Alan Rohr's book. Um, where did the money go and getting your prices right? You, you, the, the first thing is if you don't have money, I'll tell you what, if you're barely making payroll, you can't think about culture. You, you just, if you're barely making ends meet, it's so hard to talk about treating people good. You're, you're running, you're, you're a firefighter. You're, you're burning the candle on both ends. It's like, I get that. And you're never going to be able to run a good business when you're barely making ends meet. And trust me, I had to loan the company money Several times I was writing a check just to have money to make payroll. I mean, it seems like a year ago, but it was, this is a five, six years ago um, before I started my own podcast. So ultimately, you got to have the money to do nice things. And then you need to understand discipline. You need to know that you don't need to buy a Harley today. You need to understand and to purchase appreciating assets and then put your blinders on. There's a reason racehorses wear blinders. You know, the stadium's loud. There's a lot of distractions. They are focused. They got their eye on the one thing, and that's winning. There's a great mm-hmm. book by Gary Keller called The One Thing. If you're focused and you don't, you say no. Listen, your buddy wanted you to invest in a restaurant. You got to flip real estate deal. You got this, you got this, you got this. Focus on your business. Double down on that. And the answer for an ADD entrepreneur visionary is not to say no. It's to say just not right now. So we have a hard time saying no. I just say now's not the right time. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you said yes to being on the podcast today. <laughs> hey, I'm glad to be here. You know, I get it. I get really excited, man. And I, I really, you know, I, I realize some of the things I said, and I don't want people to think I'm condescending because that's not how I want to be perceived. I, I just want them to know that I care and I've been there and I want more for everybody. When you really get to know me, you'll understand that I'm not here to insult anybody. I'm here to help people's lives get enriched. Mm-hmm. I'm here for relationships and I truly want to help. I'm not here to be condescending and some type of prick. 
I don't need to yell or scream at people. I get very passionate. I get excited. I get amped up. But I, I don't like people to to get to feel bad about themselves. But if you do, if if something today hits you hard, all I'm asking is make a change. Put some stuff on your calendar. The, the problem is most people have failure to implement things and they're going to listen to this. Maybe they're, they're going to get a, a reaction. Maybe the next two weeks are going to try a little harder, but it's, it's short lived. So what I would ask is make some changes, some real changes and start to look at what's in it for them instead of what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. So let's talk about vertical track that's coming up like now ish next week, brother. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I got Ken Goodrich. He's, you know, the owner of Gettle, a uh, monster. Keith uh, Mercurio was at Nextstar Network. He trains the uh, top executives at Service Tain, including Ara and Vahe. Um, you know, I, I can't even explain the speakers. Al Levy's going to be there. He wrote the Seven Power Contractor. He's one of my mentors. He's awesome. But we're there to change lives. We're there to help people understand what needs to happen today. You know, the, the, there's two things that happen at these shows. Some of the times it's the fundamentals of a morning mojo call, what we call. Sometimes it's understanding how to have more powerful meetings and, and understand your key performance indicators. And then sometimes it's all the mental stuff. Like, and sometimes companies go too far. Like, it's all about rah, rah, 10x, you know, Grant Cardone. They go too much of, you know, the Tony Robbins shit. And sometimes they go too much of just the day to day. This is a collage of both. Because I think you got to get motivated. You got to make changes. And I promise you one thing if you come to this your life is going to change and your business is going to get better. I'm only there. Listen, I'm going to lose money on this and I don't care about the money. This These events, they don't make money. Um, I, I'm, you know, I, I've got a garage door group and a lot of the companies want to partner with me. There, there's the, the, the thing is, every time I give, I get 10 times in return. It's crazy to be a servant. Mm-hmm. And I've really understood the concept of just give without expecting anything in return. And it, trust me, there's a lot that comes. I don't ask for it, but it just seems to happen. People find me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know yesterday when I went out to get a salad at a dinner and then love on my girlfriend that, uh, that the gal would walk up to me and say, my boyfriend wants to apply. And the other gal's boyfriend works at another garage or company. That's not by chance. There's something that we're putting out there. And this, I promise you, if you come to Vertical Track, I promise you, I'll give you your money back if you don't get value. If you don't get value from the first day, I'm opening up my shop. I'm going to show everybody our training center. You get to meet my recruiters, my trainers. You get to see what we, I got a Harley Davidson in the other. I did buy a Harley. It was a cheap one, but I use it for display. I got a dirt bike. I've got, I've got golf clubs in there. You know, I, I created a real life scenario in the garage. And I think everybody should get a chance to see what we have here because it's going to change your mindset on the way you need to treat people. Yeah, that's good stuff. No, I, I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be going to be a great event. Uh, what what day does it end? October 12th through the 14th. It's going to be a game changer. It's going to be in the casino. And here's the coolest thing. The odds are very good at winning at this casino, mm. especially in blackjack. <laughs> sounds like you know that from personal experience you know i'm not a big gambler but i went there with a buddy of mine and, and you know they got the blackjack and they got these two little circles that like the odds and i don't know man he's like bet 100 on these and i'm like those never win dude those are the worst odds i put 100 on it i 
I freaking won every time. I mean, I walked out of there with like three grand. And I'm not a big gambler, like I said. I, I have fun. Usually I'll throw a few hundred bucks out there. If I lose it, it's gone. I don't chase the money. But I'll tell you what, I, I, I love this place because it doesn't feel like Vegas. It's actually really clean. And there's a golf course. And it's just, it's nice. The food's really good. There's a lot of stuff to do. So we picked a great venue. The speakers are going to be amazing. But more importantly, the friendships and the relationships that are going to come out of this are just, they're, they're endless. They're timeless. Yeah. When I look for people that come help me, I don't really, I know they got great work ethic and I know they're great people, but really, let me give you a quick example uh, closing here. I couldn't get any trucks. I called the president of the company. His name's Dan Miller. And he goes, let me make a few phone calls. He called me back. He's like, I just got 300 Dodge uh, Pro Masters for us. He called his buddy from U of M, University of Michigan. That's the kind of things that are, you, that, that's what I want to bring to people is my Rolodex because I've yeah. tried everything. You don't need to make the same mistakes I've made. Yeah. That's real. That's good stuff. It's real, yeah. brother. It's, it's a real, real deal. Let me read you a quote real quick. You're going to like this quote. I got to find it. I posted it on my Facebook. Make sure you add me on Facebook. Um, and then if you guys want to follow any of my crap, <laughs> uh, it's official Tommy Mello on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, official Tommy Mello with no W. And I put out as much stuff. I put out a lot of great content, a lot of funny stuff. I just have fun, man. Literally, like to me, I just I go through life in a way that that most people can't imagine because I just love Mondays. I love waking up. And this quote is going to hit you, I think. I think you're really going to enjoy this quote. It's coming. It's coming. Brandon Vaughn is going to be there, too. He's a genius. Um, he's going to be speaking. So the master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does, leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing. To him, he was always doing both. That's good stuff. And I think that's kind of my creed. I live by that. Get that tattooed on you. I might. I don't I don't have any tattoos, but you know, maybe that one I should uh it's right here on the gun show. That's right. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mic drop. A uh, little piece of advice I've also got for anyone, any gamblers out there. This came to mind when we were talking about lucky gambling. If you're in Vegas ever, uh, I've always noticed that the slot machine closest to the door is the one that wins. And there's a theory that they do that so that when people are walking by and they see someone winning on the inside, that they're more in- intrigued to come Ooh, into their casino. Very good. And you know, those things are programmable. They, they mm-hmm. build the odds into the machines. So <clears throat> very interesting. And yeah. here's another tip. The smaller casinos, the older ones, they have to have better odds to attract people. So, yeah, you know, like the single deck, there's a couple, there's still a couple of Vegas casinos that have a single deck, which makes it easier to predict the cards in blackjack. That's good stuff. Here we are talking about gambling. Uh, <laughs> would have thought would have thought all right well tommy this has been this has been awesome how can people connect with you learn more dig in so i wrote a book called the home service millionaire it's on audible i recommend the audible version i narrated it myself i've got a podcast the home service expert now we're getting about forty thousand downloads a month i have a good time on that i get it I, I, look i get really smart people on the podcast asking a lot of questions 
And then finally, I'm coming out with a new book called the, uh, it's called Elevate. Build a company which everybody wins. The customers win, the employees win, I win, the vendors win, and our partnerships win. And there's no reason why somebody needs to lose. And that's the wrong way of looking at life. I believe that everybody is allowed to win. Right. Uh, you'll be able to order Elevate here. I, I forget the name of the website that we bought, but it's it's something like everybody wins. It'll be up here. If you're at Vertical Track, you'll be able to uh, get the book um, in advance. And uh, I promise you one thing. I'm giving away everything. I'm giving my ride-along forms. Uh, I, built, I, built, I built a course. I went to San Francisco and recorded for three days. And uh, I'm included. Like, look, people are like, why do you give everything away? And I'm like, because um, – if I, if I told you how to hit a golf ball 300 yards, do you think you could go do it? You know, at the end of the day, these people yeah. got to implement it. Only 1% will. Yeah. Uh, and I don't care if they do because they're allowed to win. Because they win doesn't mean I lose. The greatest yeah. thing about Starbucks is every freaking coffee house made more money when Starbucks came out. The restaurants started charging for coffee. They used to give it away for free. I want a Starbucks, the home service industry. So yeah. that's how to get a hold of me. Don't be afraid to reach out. If you need help with anything, I'm a I'm a pretty open book. I think you'll realize that here after this podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Tommy, thank you again for your time. Really appreciated it, and uh, hope to uh, to run into you soon at, at a show or a conference or something. I'm sure, we will, Eric. Listen, absolutely, I appreciate you very much, man. You seem like a great guy. I thank you for putting on this podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of value being given. So keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Later. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.